special fill-in of The Arts Report. Uh, you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM. We're broadcasting to you live from the University of British Columbia Vancouver campus from the unceded and stolen Musqueam territory. My name is Ruby Raven. I'm your host. And uh, we're going to listen to some awesome interviews today. Um, this fill-in is specifically devoted to uh, Push Festival, the International Performing Arts Festival that happens in Vancouver every year. Uh, it is happening from January 9th to February 5th, so just a few days left of the festival. And we really wanted to push, <laughs> so hilarious, their content um, just because it's such a cool festival that happens in Vancouver. And we are really lucky and we want to show them some love so that they know that we appreciate them in our city. Um, so we're going to listen to a couple interviews with them today. Um, we're going to listen to um, Tom Arthur Davis. Tom Arthur Davis, the director of programming for Push, was interviewed by Zoe. We're going to listen to an interview about Lotano and Isolde from Zoe and Izzy. And um, we're also going to listen to uh, an interview um, with... someone else yay and uh, that's gonna be a surprise <laughs> that's gonna be a surprise um it's for the cafe i couldn't find their name on my sheet but uh it's it's gonna be a really really cool surprise okay so let's listen to tom arthur davis uh take it away zoe okay um so we just had a few questions about how push is organized um so we first wanted to start by asking for our unfamiliar listeners with the festival um could you just give us an overview of what push is and what attendees might expect yeah for sure so uh push is an international performing arts festival um, this year we're running january 19th to february 5th um, and we've got 20 shows from uh around uh, the vancouver area around canada and around the world um uh, there's a i think of our 20 shows that we're doing this year we've got um 14 different countries represented from um, uh, from Argentina to Zimbabwe, so it's 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 a really great uh, gamut. I purposely did A to Z there. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, and we really do uh, so many different types of forms of theater. Uh, so uh, we do uh, theater, we do dance, we do music, we do multimedia, and we do circus. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool opportunity to see a whole bunch of different types of art from all over the world that, you know, audiences maybe wouldn't normally have access to. Um, and it, it's, you know, the works that we do are always about like pushing boundaries, uh, and being really innovative. So you're going to see some like wild, weird experimentations that are also just like 
super entertaining. Yeah. Um, so it'll be stuff that's, you know, maybe you've never seen someone experiment in this way before. And, you know, I, I listed all those categories like dance and music and theater and all that, but like, there's also all a bunch of shows that we can't really just easily categorize in one of those that are like multidisciplinary and doing some weird, wild innovations there. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good sense of what people can expect. Yeah, absolutely. That is so exciting. And it must be exciting for you to work with, especially because I think we understand that you're stepping in for Gabrielle Martin this year. So could you talk about kind of what that experience has been like and how it is to work with a festival like that? Yeah, yeah. Gabrielle has done such an amazing job curating this festival. Like she, there just really is just such an amazingly exciting lineup of shows. So yeah, I don't know. There was pressure coming in to make sure that I'm going to honor this and respect it. Um, but the team here is so great. We like, we're really, it's, you know, it's, it's such a new leadership team at, at Push. Um, uh, Gabriel's only been in the job for a year. I'm obviously very new and our director of um, operations just started recently. Um, so yeah, there's, there's not a ton of um, organizational historical knowledge uh, currently. Um, but what's amazing is we have some contract staff who've been with us. One, one person's been with us, uh, I think for, for 18 years. So like they hold so much knowledge and they're like being such amazing, gracious leaders and, and like equal collaborators. So that's really made this possible because there's just so many questions people ask. And I go, I don't know, ask DK, I bet you he knows, um, or ask Annika, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's been, that's been a challenge, but it, but it also like just speaks to, um, the amazing team that we have on board here. Uh, and then in terms of for next year, it's been really cool. I'm, I've been collaborating with Gabrielle, uh, in trying to figure out how we help realize her curatorial voice for next year. So um, I've been I've, I've been traveling to some other festivals around. I went to Edinburgh Fringe. I went uh, to an amazing festival in Cairo called Decaf. Wow. Um, uh, so, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to look when I'm watching stuff and deciding whether it's going to be a good fit for Pish, uh, Push. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to see it through her eyes um, mm -hmm. to make sure that it's, it's still her voice that's coming through. That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Um, so we also noticed that you have a lot of experience with festivals in Toronto. How are you finding the um, Vancouver scene? Are you finding it any different? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I worked for Toronto Fringe Festival for many years. And uh, I worked for a company called Why Not Theatre, where we ran a like a kind of little we, we purposely said it wasn't a festival, but essentially it was a festival called Riser. It was like a, just like four different shows per year kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, what I think I notice a lot about Vancouver, not that this isn't happening in Toronto, but like it seems like people here really collaborate a lot, like different organizations yeah. to kind of make it possible. Like Push would not exist if we were not partnering with so many amazing organizations around town. Um, and I think that seems to be like a really big uh, Vancouver thing. Like it, it's like the, the, that spirit of collaboration kind of makes things happen and possible. I look at something like Progress Lab. Um, I don't know if you guys know what that is. That's like a co-op of a bunch of different arts organizations that they basically got this building and there's like studios in there, there's rehearsal space. Um, so, you know, that, that happened because a bunch of arts organizations came together and said, let's, let's give something and offer something to the community. So I think that kind of collaboration is, is um, extra strong in Vancouver. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So with that kind of environment that you're working with, 
what would you say for push this year specifically are some like central themes or what would you want audience members to expect what are you really looking forward to yeah um so gabriel wrote this really great uh, note that you can find on our website about how it's like, these works are about like necessity and, and I, I know that's maybe like a bit broad but like she wanted to program works that felt really necessary now and i think part of that is just we've been all isolated for two three years because of the pandemic so let's bring people back together in a room is like one aspect of it in, in a big old-fashioned kind of festival um i mean we had a festival last year but omicron hit it so it wasn't it didn't quite end up being what it could have been even though there was some uh, in-person stuff um so yeah like like works that feel essential to us now to be collectively together um i think there's also some um strong works that are um I don't want to say decolonial, but like challenging uh, colonial assumptions and perspectives. Um, there's a couple shows that I uh, that I, I only last uh, a couple of nights ago thought of this. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great connection. There's a show we have uh, next week called Lolling and Rolling, mm -hmm. um, which is um, by a South Korean artist named Jahaku, um, and it's about um, tongue tie surgery in South Korea, where people get surgeries on their like kids' tongues so that they can better pronounce R's. Wow. which is yeah it's like wild to me I'd never heard of that so the piece is about like English language imperialism in mm. in, in Korea and we have another piece from this amazing uh Anishinaabe um artist um from um Montreal named Emily Monet um which is in three languages it's in it's in English French and Anishinaabe Moen and the piece it's like a metaphor so uh, it's called Okinam um and Okinam means dam in Anishinaabe Moen and it's uh, it's kind of like a metaphor for like a dam like in her throat that's like blocking the language that you know of her people and and her ancestors from being able to come out so it's also about reclaiming language so I'm like oh these two pieces from like totally different parts of the world are like are finding common ground and, and doing a, a very um, key theme that, that they share even though they're done in really different ways um, so that's kind of really exciting. I think there's there's other works like that too. We have we have one called um, Soliloquio, uh, which is uh, from an uh, indigenous Argentinian artist named Tiziano Cruz, um, which uh, is all about like what does it mean to be an indigenous artist and create work in uh, specifically in Buenos Aires in this context, but like in a state that doesn't want you to exist in the first place, and like how do you ethically navigate that, and how do you um, be be an artist and present your culture without it being commodified or uh made to be exploited so yeah those are i think those are some really interesting themes uh throughout and then also just in general like just to reiterate it like though that sounds kind of really heavy they're also like really engaging entertaining shows like to, uh, so loco i keep saying it's like it feels like a warm hug mm -hmm. uh, even though it's even though it's confrontational you know like it's it's, yeah. it's a good kind of confrontation <clears throat> Um, and then we also have like some amazing works from all over that are just like visual delights that you should check out. Odd, there's an like, amazing circus piece that's like, yeah. We're yeah. hoping to go see that one. Good, good. Yeah, it's really, it's rad. Yeah. Awesome. That is very, that's very cool. Right. So um, also you talked about how you had a show last year and then COVID seemed like it, it got in the way of it. Was that correct? Yeah, we had a, a like a festival, a whole festival lineup, yeah. and um, we were gonna bring in a bunch of our uh, industry delegates from around the world. Mm -hmm. So we, each year we run something called the Industry Series, and and we and we bring yeah like uh, delegates from all over Canada, all over the world to to Vancouver, and and we engage with them on important conversations within the industry. 
Um, and uh, sadly, Omicron meant that all the borders shut down and, and all that had to be canceled. And then similarly, I mean, some of the shows couldn't come in that were some of the international shows, even some of the national shows had to had to get canceled. So we had a we had a much smaller festival than it normally would have been, sadly. So we're, you know, fingers crossed that like, you know, the, there isn't aren't any too many big surges and people remain safe and healthy yeah. um, so that we can, you know, come back and and do this old style um, festival thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything about having this show um, or this festival in person now, especially after COVID, that you're particularly excited about? Maybe any shows that you're really excited to see in front of a live audience? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the ones I just noted, um, <laughs> there's uh, there's also a couple shows that were that are starting next week. Um, there's one uh, called Never 21 from a French artist named Smile Canute. Um, and it's like this, uh, really cool, uh, blend of a bunch of like urban forms of dancing, like crump and casino and popping and, and stuff like that with contemporary dance. And it's all, um, with, uh, you know, like it's like an homage and, uh, I guess like an elegy to, um, black men who have, um, faced gun violence mm -hmm. and specifically in three cities in New York, in Rio, Oh gosh, I'm forgetting the third city, but, but, you know, uh, so it's, yeah, like that one's like just this, this sheer display of artistry uh, on display. It's, it's just, wow. It's, it's really stunning. And obviously it's tackling some really important um, subject matter. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have another show next week from a South African artist named um, Moya Michael. It's called Colored Swan 3, Harriet's Remix. Um, and uh, that one's, it's like kind of a mind bending, weird, it feels, it's, I don't know, you feel like you're gonna expand your mind because it's like, it's like a, feel like black futurism, uh, exploring like various themes of politics and togetherness and identity. Uh, it's hard to describe that one, but it's like, it's a wild trip. So I really recommend people check that out. Um, and then I will say that um, this year, our industry series, um, we're doing uh, in really close collaboration with uh, Talking Stick Festival, which is an amazing indigenous uh, festival here in, in Vancouver. Um, so we're going to be, yeah, like it's 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 really sharing the the opportunity for them to fully curate it and and really have a, a great conversations, not just about indigenous um, uh, perspectives in the arts, but with that being a really big focus. Yeah, that's amazing. So. Yeah. Um, because this is such um, a wide and varied festival with such an array of, of talents and medias, I know this might be a bit of a difficult question, but maybe if you had to pick three words or five words or something to describe it, what would you pick? I know oh, it's a little yeah. difficult. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, ooh, that's so interesting. Um, I feel like I'm just going to end up resorting back to like what we probably have in our like description as a <laughs> as an organization. Um, but yeah, like it really is like innovative and boundary pushing. Um, and uh, I'm going to, I'll say hopeful because I feel like even the shows that are tackling really big topics, they still like kind of, I think, leave us with hope. And I think that's really important at a time now where we need more togetherness you know yeah I yeah. feel like that stood out to me from what you've described so far is this feeling oh, of this like great. expression of identity of different identities of kind of reclaiming and pushing boundaries that's that's fantastic it's really cool to hear you talk about it awesome thank you um well I think we've covered all our questions in this do you have anything you want to add if you have any closing remarks you want to share yeah. but that's kind of what we had yeah uh you know what I'll say this thing that I've been struggling with 
uh, push. Um, I it, it it looks like we might have to. I'm giving you like a scoop here, so uh, you're getting you're getting the breaking news. Um, it see it's we're, we're on the verge of maybe having to cancel one of our shows yeah. because because of visa issues. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, so we've had big struggles with um, uh, artists from the global south and their visas. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's no problem when there's a European artist or an American artist or an Australian artist or whatever wanting to come and do their show. They just have to apply for a little quick thing and they're, and they're done. But we we have one artist in particular uh, who applied for their visa in August and they don't have it yet and it's getting right down to the wire. So if they don't get it, then we sadly have to cancel their show and all of the great engagement we were hoping to do with this artist uh, will not be able to happen. And there was a bunch of other visas that we just, just got and like they're due to travel in a few days, you know, like it's so it's um, it's very frustrating. Um, and when I was in, I mentioned I was in Cairo before, there was all these amazing artists and presenters that I met who I was from, from the region, from Morocco and Tunisia and Palestine and, and Lebanon, like, like all of that whole, obviously Egypt, like that whole, that whole region. Um, and I really, and I was sending invites to some of them to say, we really want you to come to our industry series. We'll, we'll give you some money to help subsidize your, your cost of travel over here. And then I looked at the visa processing times and they were like, 280 days you know and it was like well never mind uh, I, I take it all back and it, that kind of that kind of uh, uh, state barriers that we that we put up uh, in global north particularly um, really affect the kind of cultural exchange that we want to be having I think in general as a country as an arts community uh, you know as citizens um, yeah, and it's preventing some really cool perspectives being able to be shared with our audiences and really cool engagement opportunities. So that sucks. And yeah. so I don't I don't know how to fix that. I mean, there's obviously some systemic problems there. I mean, I could go on about the legitimacy of statehood in general, but I, I won't <laughs> I won't get into that conversation now. Um, but yeah, I just I, I feel like I need to start saying this um because i just i just worry about the future of how we're gonna be able to engage with more artists that are not just um global north folks yeah. thank yeah. you for sharing that because that definitely is a really important thing and i'm sorry that it's affecting this festival which is supposed to be in all ways like uniting and crossing boundaries and there are still things that exist that make it harder to do that yeah 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 it's very challenging wow <laughs> Well, we're really, really excited to see um, the shows that are able to make it to this festival, and we're yes. super excited. We're bringing like a bunch of our friends. Like we're spreading oh, the first festival. Yeah, great. Oh, that's so great. Well, if uh, if you see me in, in any of the lobbies, please come and say hi in person. Yeah, nice yeah absolutely. And I'm sorry. Can you tell me? I don't know your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm Zoe. I'm Isabel. Hi, Isabel. Okay, great. Probably should have started with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. It was great meeting you. Yeah, it's great to meet so you, nice too. you too. Thank you for okay. talking to us today. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, you too. All right. Thank you so much to Zoe and Isabel for that very enlightening interview. Um, just a reminder, Push Festival ends on the 5th. So go out and watch those shows now. So many of them are still playing. You can go to the Push Festival and click Calendar to see which ones are still playing and what times. 
you know how a calendar works. Okay, so next up we have an interview. We have a pre-show interview for Lotano and in in oh it's in Sante. Okay, this is exciting. And take it away. Um, so from what we understand, this is your first Lontano was your first solo performance. Uh, mm-hmm. so how has that been for you? What has the preparation been like? And are you excited for for doing that with Push? Do you want to just talk about that a little bit? Yes, of course. I'm super excited about coming to to Canada. I've never been to Canada in, in general, so I'm wow. really, really glad to come with with my first solo. I didn't expect that at all. And uh, um, I... we are in the hotel. Sorry, don't <laughs> no worry. It's okay. And actually, this is this is the first um, the first representation for Lontano abroad out of France. So it's a big honor. I wow. mean. Yeah. 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 So cool. And after that, for the the preparation of the show, it took us uh, seven weeks. We we worked wow. together with Juan. Uh, with uh, after I finished the school, I finished the school in uh, 2019, and uh, Juan. Uh, has been he followed me for um, for the school time like he was a teacher that comes uh, once uh, once a year or twice a year for a week and after <clears throat> so we know each other since a long time so yeah. after i i finished the school uh, he proposed me to join his company and to create my my own solo together so wow, it was uh, so cool. yeah it was a super proposition i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> getting through oh, i was like they had stars in my eyes and uh, <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm joking, joking. Um, but well so he has been the exterior eyes and I was inside the old period and we took the seven weeks in which we we had the idea of working about the my conflict relationship with Cyril and and my body and we choose to to use the uh, boxing gloves uh, which change completely the relationship you can have with your tools and with the Cyril so we we create a quite quite new vocabulary at least for for me it was super new in which you can punch and grab the sear wheel and then falling and then uh, like avoid the sear wheel it was almost a combat and in this process was really hard because um, we worked on really simple things we come back to the basic of the sear wheel you know just take the object throw the object and the object have to come back to you in an extremely precise way. Mm-hmm. And so it was super hard and super frustrating because when you come out from a school, you had a, a quite good level and you like to do difficult things, you know, and you feel really sure of yourself and confident. No, huh? no you continue to do a lot of difficult things. Yes, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but we had to come back to the origins of Cyril and work a lot of this. And was uh, it was really hard to accept at the beginning, but then you feel like so so happy and so proud because you understand how hard it is to have like the the the, the, the all the basics and how important they are. So this is how we pre- we prepared the show more or less like in. Wow. Yeah, it was really intense. It was really intense because also when you create a, a solo, it's quite intense because everything is depend on you. 
like oh let's i have a super idea well you have to try it or ah i like this okay you have to do it you know there's mm -hmm. no one else everything you can every everything you can think or have in your mind is like at the end it's you that have to do it yeah yeah that is crazy that's so impressive yeah. though we're very excited to see it yeah we're seeing mm -hmm. it next week i believe friday yeah friday how was oh, already? Um, <laughs> already? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! Um, how was it working on a solo show and collaborating with other people? Collaborating with Juan, what was that like working together? Uh, so uh, for, for my for my part, um, it was the first time that uh, I found myself uh, outside the, the the stage, and I found it a very interesting uh, experience. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very interesting to research uh, with Marika around the serial too. Uh, and since uh, she's an excellent acrobat on the serial, uh, it has been possible uh, advancing the possibilities of this uh, apparatus together and bring uh, something else with, uh, with the wheel. So Marika, you mentioned it's your first time in Canada. Is that mm -hmm. the same for you, Juan? And what are you both looking forward to or feeling about the Vancouver community and doing a festival that's based in Vancouver and generally just performing internationally? Like how, what are your thoughts about that? How does it feel? Uh, I, I'm sorry because so, uh, people la, work. prima volta in Canada, come ah. ti senti a riguardo? Ah, okay. E questa domanda è la domanda yeah, cinque. Yeah, um, It's okay. So <laughs> yes, uh, no. So we, we are really happy, uh, and uh, it's the first time uh, in, in in Canada. For uh, both of you. For, for, yes, for the wow. show, for the stunt, and for uh, yeah, you. You was in Canada? No. I I've been to Niagara Falls, but mm -hmm. well, it's like <laughs> just pass yeah. by, see the the falls, mm -hmm. and then going back to USA. Ah. It was really short. <laughs> no, me I never been there, and um, I, we we I never play there, so um, uh, we are really happy, uh, and uh, um, I don't know we we don't have a. a, a a particular um, expectation. expectation other than to meet the public uh, to mm -hmm. uh, we we will give, give uh, our best and uh, in the most sincere way trying to connect with the audience uh, um, uh, that's this is the the most important uh, thing in the live show and when we we travel to the to other country you know to to to, to share with people to, share, to, mm -hmm. to, to, to have this moment to exchange to have some feedbacks so go to uh, the bar together yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but and yeah um for my part i'm really curious about uh, how the public um, will react to our show uh, like what what they like what they will what we will capture by the show so what what is will be impressive for them you know mm -hmm. when you change culture also the reaction of the of the same things you know the same show in a different culture can can change a lot and i'm curious about uh, how the people will perceive this uh, our show yeah. So, yeah this is really interesting for me 
Yeah. Well, we're we're really excited to see it. We saw um the video that's on the Push website and it looks spectacular. Very yeah. yeah. Very excited. Um, <laughs> I hope to be. I hope that it's gonna be enough to the expectation. It's always hard when people have a expectation, you know, about you and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, we had one more question. So mm -hmm. we we're wondering if there's a message you're looking for your viewers to leave with after seeing your show. I, I, so, um, well, we we didn't um, we didn't we didn't wrote the show with the precise idea of a message. Mm -hmm. We did uh, we we wrote the show around some concept, and uh, so thanks to this concept, I think people can. Yeah, this concept evocates some images and thanks to them people can understand or live living thing you know mm -hmm. like and each spectator will live his own stories and we'll see maybe some different images and uh, and well it, i think it's very personal like there are a lot of images very strong also but i think this is very very personal about Lontano, I think we can say that it's uh, the the keywords is a resistant conflict is around resistance and conflict mm -hmm. and uh, perseverance. I think these these three words can describe a little bit, and mm -hmm. it speak about a, a person who's fighting against his, her ordinary life, and uh, so it's uh, the show. It's about like don't give up, don't mm -hmm. give up. I think it can be a, a good message, but then you can interpret it like. Uh, in a very different way. Also, also for me, it's really important because uh, it's important the aspect uh, of, of a woman on stage, of a, a, a strong woman on stage that give a, another idea of femininity, mm -hmm. which I think today it's, uh, it's quite important that people uh, see this, that femininity can be uh, lived and, uh, and and you can behave in another way from stereotypes that mm, sometimes society gives to you. So like the freedom of, of femininity. So these for me are two important <clears throat> concepts that Lontano is speaking about. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's also uh, two shows uh, that pass uh, through the skin, no? Through, so, um, if you let yourself be transported away by, by by the sound and movement everything goes through through the sensation uh, the show is constructed with uh, image that will appear and disappear in the in the centrifugal force in the wire wind uh, in, the uh, in the loop of the movement in instante i turn i take the sear wheel and i turn like a dervish you know dervish turner uh, what you say in spinning 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 I don't know, it's the Turkish uh, dancer. No, Turkish monk uh, dancer. With one hand to the sky and the other hand to the, to the floor. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. In your spin, you enter in like in a trance, no? Uh, so that's the, with that, this concept I, uh, I, I worked with, uh, with, with, with Instante. Uh, so, uh, uh, for me, instant is to uh, uh, invitation to cross uh, landscapes and cultures. Uh, I put in the show a lot of sounds uh, that I take in different travel. When I travel, uh, I, I have a Zoom for registrate sounds. Uh, 
Mm. And, a microphone. Uh, a microphone, Zoom is there. Yeah. And uh, I take a lot of sounds when, when, we, when I travel and I put that in the show. So, uh, so it's like a travel for me and uh, I think for the public too, because we connect with, with the circular movement. I'm in, I enter like a, in a trance and the public uh, when you uh, when well, when i spin uh, they they enter like uh, in a, in, a trance. In, a, in hypnosis hypnosis, hypnosis like it's hypnosis. a sort of hypnosis uh, yeah. uh, so for the show you, you for me uh, you have to let yourself and and, and go on in the, in this uh, journey no to go through the the show together no to yeah. connect uh, and travel together in these two shows yeah when you see the show it's very clear i mean like it's yes, a kind maybe, of uh... maybe i go to <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's... yeah it makes me even more excited yeah me too but it's really cool to hear about that process and what that is for both of you thank you for sharing it's fantastic it's going to be so interesting <laughs> it's going to be really cool yeah thank you for sharing all of yeah, that yeah thank is... you all right. Thank you, Zoe and Isabel, again for that fantastic interview with uh, the people behind Lotano plus Istante. All right. So that brings us to the end, almost to the end of our push special push episode. Uh, but I just wanted to finish off by listing the shows that um, are playing for the next few days, the end of the festival. The Seventh Fire, The Cafe, after now, red phone, the undeveloped sound, ODD, Akinum, this and the and the last caribou, club push and soldiers of tomorrow. So all those shows, if you've heard about them from friends or on social media, those are still playing. Go see them. Go support performance art in our city. Go support theater. Go support arts and culture in Vancouver. We love it. We need it go support it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this arts report fill in. My name is Ruby Raven. You're listening to CITR. Um, stick around and uh, thank you. Have a great day. I hope that you eat some absolutely delicious food today. Bye.